welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Uh, we've, um, we've, we've, we've written out our first step. We've, we've looked at some of the examples of powerlessness and unmanageability, um, and, and we're ready to move forward. Um, a friend of mine um, uh, says that um, if anybody who uh, uh, approaches the second step in a good mood has not done a thorough first step, and, uh, and I do, I do uh, agree with, with him on that. Um, when I when I first looked at my um, first step and shared it in treatment, uh, one of the members of the uh, group who had uh, uh, spent a year in jail because of his sexual uh, conduct uh, simply looked at me uh, and said, "You are powerless," and he was right. Um, and I think it's the uh, the the power of this fellowship is that when I share. Uh, the truth about me with people who um, are being honest with themselves, uh, I find, first of all, that uh, SA is where I belong, that I am not unique, and, uh, and, and that, indeed, um, uh, you know, I didn't, when I thought I was making choices, I was not making choices. I was powerless. And when I... Uh, when I when I thought that that uh, that somehow some way I would find a way to control and enjoy it, what I was doing was ignoring the horrific consequences that were piling up until they finally got to be beyond the point that I could rationalize, deny, or evade. Okay, so uh, I'm 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 in the chapter we agnostics, which is the. Uh, the, the big book's treatment of step two. And um, they talk about the fact that um, uh, a number of people who um, uh, start with um, atheist or uh, agnostic uh, 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 beliefs are, um, are does, this does not stop them uh, from being able to develop a uh, a, a a spiritual approach to life that allows them to recover. Bottom 44, it makes the point that if a mere code of morals or better philosophy of life were sufficient to overcome uh, alcoholism or sexaholism, many of us would have recovered long ago. But we found that such codes and philosophies did not save us no matter how much we tried. We could wish to be moral, we could wish to be philosophically comforted. In fact, we could wish these things with all our might, but the needed power wasn't there. Our human resources, as marshaled by the will, were not sufficient. They failed utterly. Anybody who feels that your failure has not been utter in your attempts to overcome this on your own, anybody want to try to go one more round thinking that this time you'll be able to 
avoid the left jab and come with an uppercut that will win you the fight. Lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves. Obviously, but where and how were we to find this power? Now, the word dilemma does not mean that it's just a problem. A problem's a problem. A dilemma is a, is a problem that has two possible solutions, and both solutions are equally unacceptable. Okay? And, and the dilemma here is that we're powerless and can't solve our own problems, and that we, we, we lack power and we're going to have to find power. But we don't like the fact that we don't, that we're not, that we don't have the power and that we're going to have to look elsewhere for the power. Okay? Um, as one of my friends said, the first time he walked into an AA meeting and saw the steps up on the wall, his, his initial response was, you know, I was just about to try that. <laughs> okay. So the question of, of where and how to find that power, well, that's what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. That means we have written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. Um, so by the end of this chapter, um, we will have the answer of where and how to find the power. And uh, we're, we're currently on uh, uh, page um, uh, 45, and by, by page 57 we're going to have the answer. So 12 pages from, from the answer. Okay, of where and how to find the power. Um, now, they talk about some problems people have. And down at the bottom it talks about uh, people who are violently anti-religious. Uh, the people for whom the word God brought up a particular idea of God that someone had tried to uh, uh, give them during childhood. And... Um, when we uh, are, are reject some of these uh, ideas, we we think we uh, uh, abandon God entirely. That we reject God entirely, and um, um, they uh, they I'm over on page forty six. They they bring up a lot of the other uh, thoughts that I that that rattled around in my head about. You know, with all the terrible things that are going on in the, the world, how can uh, there be a God who would have anything to do with this uh, anyway? And I also had the experience from time to time of seeing something that 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 really touched me deeply, um, and and asking, you know, who who did this? Uh, there was a sense of feeling of awe and wonder, but it was fleeting and soon lost. And that's the reality. I would have these moments, but. I didn't pursue them, and they went away. Um, it says, um, uh, we found that as soon as we're able to lay aside prejudice and express even a willingness to believe in a power greater than ourselves, we commenced to get results, even though it was impossible for any of us to fully define or comprehend that power, which is God. So uh, re remember that last night when we read uh, that that appendix on the spiritual experience, it said that um, um, uh, intolerance and belligerent denial were the only two things that would defeat us here. 
And if I'm willing to lay, lay some of these old ideas aside, I can start getting results even though I don't have a full understanding of God. Now, um, I will offer as a personal um, thought that nobody has a complete understanding of God. Um, and people who believe they do are probably delusional. But I'm also willing to accept that there are people who have spent more time in pursuit of the of the experience, knowledge, and understanding of God than I have, and I can learn quite a bit from those people's experience. Um, so, so just because uh, somebody doesn't have all the answers doesn't mean that I can't avail myself of some of the answers that. Uh, that, that they seem to, to have found. And more to the point, if their life's working better than mine, might want to listen to what they have to say. Now, when I started this, that pretty much included 90% of the people that I walked into. Early on, my sponsor said, you know, you can go wake up uh, somebody who's sleeping on a park bench and ask him how, what you uh, should do, and his, his solution won't be any worse than yours. Um, much to our relief, we, we discovered we did not t- need to consider another's conception of God, our own conception, however inadequate, was sufficient to make an approach and affect a, a contact with Him. As soon as we admitted the possible existence of a creative intelligence, a spirit of the universe underlying the totality of things, we began to be possessed of a new sense of power and direction. So, so again, between this and what we read last night, we, we, you know, uh, and, and remember the, the spiritual, uh, experience, uh, appendix was added to the second edition. And, and so that at this point they've got about, I don't know, 10 or 11 years of experience with this. And, and the point, the point of, of all of this is that, um, that, that, that if you are willing to make the start, you don't have to understand everything. Uh, a friend of mine said, told this sponsor, uh, you know, this not knowing is killing me. And he says, no, 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 not knowing is not what's killing you. It's your need to know that's killing you. And if you'll just let go of that, you'll be okay without knowing. Um, he's now been sober almost 30 years, and he doesn't need to know. Um it says, we found that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek Him. To us, the realm of the Spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive, never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. It is open, we believe, to all men. This word seek comes up quite a bit, and, and we're going to see it again uh, in a little bit. And, uh, and, and the point is that, that, that my experience and, and what I've seen is that it is in, it is, that it is in the seeking of, of, of a relationship with a power greater than ourselves that, that our spirituality, uh, uh, grows and develops. It's not in the finding, you know. Um, I, 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 I believe there is, um, a God. Um, I have had an experience of this 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 spiritual power. Uh, I do not claim understanding, complete knowledge, um, <clears throat> but it is in that seeking that my life has been transformed.
And then, then just to reiterate, when therefore we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. And this applies to other spiritual expressions which you find in this book. Um, it has been demonstrated that this program works for um, people of, of many different denominations. It works for Christians as well as Jews. It, 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 it works for um, uh, Buddhists and, um, and, and Muslims. So it doesn't, I'm, I, it does not matter to me what your conception of God is as long as whatever it is that you're, you're willing to pursue an experience of that, then I know what the outcome is going to be. Um, and I like that the concluding is, so we used our own conception, however limited it was. And again, my argument is, that whatever theologian that you may hold up, whatever spiritual teacher you may hold up, that person's conception is limited if you compare that person's conception to an infinite, loving, higher power. I just can't wrap my mind around infinity. So we need to ask ourselves but one Short question, do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there's a power greater than myself? As soon as a man can say he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him he is on his way. It has been repeatedly proven among us that upon this simple cornerstone, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure uh, can be built. So we're going to come back to this in a little bit. I want to just go through the remainder of this chapter very briefly. Uh, and it, 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 it talks about <clears throat> in the next uh, few pages, starting on 48, um, uh, that, um, that we, we have to become open-minded. And... Um, and in the middle of 48, it says the, the reader may still ask himself why he should believe in a power greater than himself. And we think there are good reasons, and we're going to look at some of them. Uh, and they make the point that uh, they say in the 20th century, and that's true in the 21st, that uh, we accept theories that are well-grounded uh, in fact, even though uh, we don't understand something entirely. Now, there's. I know there's a number of engineers in here who can give us a really remarkable discussion on, on electricity, which is their example. Um, but most of us who don't understand, uh, 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 don't have a really firm grasp of electricity, um, don't concern ourselves too much with that as long as flipping the light switch brings the lights on. <coughs> cause and effect we flip a switch the lights come on electricity is working that's good enough for most of us okay now I want my my electrician and my my and the engineer who's running the power company to know a little more than that but that's good enough for me then they talk about the, uh, the idea that a uh, 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 steel girder is is you know a mass of electrons whirling around each other. 
<clears throat> and, and, and a physicist will tell us, or anyone who, who has studied physics will, will tell you that the, that the uh, uh, volume occupied by the, uh, the atoms and molecules of, of a metal girder is 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 less than than a tenth, maybe a hundredth. I don't know the the factor of the empty space in that same steel girder. It only looks solid to us, but there's actually a lot more empty space in that steel girder than there is space occupied by matter. Now, how can that be? I don't know. Now, does that does, does now since I don't understand the steel girder. Or the steel beam in my automobile, does that mean that I'm going to not believe in my automobile? Okay. Now, I want you to think about the stupidity of what I just said. But if somebody says, well, I don't understand God, I'm not going to believe in Him. Where's the difference? Okay. Then it goes on to talk about, uh, at, in 49, how we read wordy books, indulge in windy arguments to prove that uh, we don't need a God. But if it's true that there is no God, then there is a logical conclusion from that, and that is that life originated out of nothing means nothing and proceeds nowhere. And if that's true, you don't need to recover because it's all futile and pointless anyway. And if you want to hold on to that view of the universe and creation and life... Um, let me know how that works for you. Okay. Um, so, so it goes on to point out that that we put our that instead of considering ourselves as God's intelligent agents, we set ourselves up as God, <clears throat> and uh, and we try to we try to uh, 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 belittle faith and religion. And in the middle of, of that last paragraph, people of faith have a logical idea of what life is about. Actually, we used to have no reasonable conception, whatever. Anybody here want to want to make the point that when you were active in your addiction or in an unrecovered state, that your idea of, of, of what life is about is reasonable? Okay. Now, do you know anyone who has recovered and has had a spiritual experience who seems to have some reasonable idea of what a purposeful life might be? doesn't have to be somebody who's been addicted. It may be somebody you know from church or whatever who for who 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 and and very few people come to to a a a uh, a belief in God unless, un, unless they have to. Uh, my 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 sponsor sponsor some years ago we were having the three of us were having dinner and he and I was still very new and he looked at me and he said Billy, don't stop drinking until you absolutely have to and do not turn to God until there is nowhere else to go. And I thought that he was just being uh, being him you know it kind of. But but as we talked about it, his point was that as long as I think that that my addiction is the solution, I will return to it. And so if I think there's a way I can control and enjoy it, go try it now. Once I'm convinced and I know that I have to stop, then I'll be ready to to look for a solution. 
Well, don't 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 hinge your hopes on God as long as you think that you or your therapist or what whoever else can help you out of this. Okay, not because God is is not because this this is a bad deal, but because it is going to require some real commitment. And until you understand that it's it's live on a spiritual basis or die, you may not be willing to do the necessary actions. And most of the people I know, who, including the 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 the, the people I've met through organized religion and church and had conversations with. They they didn't they didn't make this commitment lightly. They understood what the alternative was based on bitter personal experience. So um, over on fifty, it says says uh, that instead of accepting as we looked at the, the shortcomings. Uh, in 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 order to to make a, a condemnation, and that instead of we talked of intolerance while we were intolerant ourselves. Remember, intolerance is one of the two things that'll kill us. So then it goes on to talk about in our personal experience, you will find a wide variation in the way each teller approaches and conceives of the power which is greater than himself. But on one proposition. Um, uh, we're, we're strikingly agreed. Every one of them has gained access to and believes in a power greater than himself. This power has, in each case, accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. So, I want to consider what they're talking about here. Okay. Because, because I have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. I have made a first step admission. I am powerless over lust. My life is unmanageable. And you sit around meetings and you hear people say, I'm powerless over people, places, and things. I never made that I never made that admission and I, I still disagree with it. Every day I go into a secure facility deal with people who have been locked up and at the end of the day I go home and I, I sleep in bed with my wife. Okay? So I have a great deal of authority over how I'm going to conduct my life. Okay? But it's already said that no matter how much a code of morals that, and or, 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 or philosophy that the needed power isn't there. So how am I doing this? Well, that's what I'm telling you. I've gained access to and believe in a power greater than myself. And that gained access to is important. If somebody knocks down a, a power pole out here, the lights are going to go on in the, off in this house. Okay? The house will be powerless. It will have no access to a source of power. As soon as they come out and restore it, the house will have power. But we will know very clearly, based on that experiment, that the power does not originate with the house. And my experience teaches me that the power that allows me to have a a rich, full life does not originate with me. And that I have gained access to that power. Therefore, I am no longer powerless in the sense that this, this house is not without power. 
But I, I, when I start having the delusion that the power originates with me, bad things are about to happen. Um, so, uh, so, so uh, there, there. Over on page fifty-one, it makes a, a point that uh, um, uh, when when hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important factor of their lives. They present a powerful reason why one should have faith, and then they go on to explain how in 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 uh, uh, pre-modern times that even though uh, people were of of the same degree, same uh, high intellectual abilities, and you only need to look at uh, the pyramids to understand these were not stupid people. Okay, but they they didn't make a whole lot of scientific progress. In fact, we've made a lot more. Truly, probably since uh, somewhere around the, the mid eighteen uh, hundreds to today than was made uh, prior to that date throughout the entire history of, of uh, the human race. And they make the point that the difference is that uh, that. In, in the olden days, people's minds were, were held in check by certain uh, old ideas, fixed beliefs, and so forth. Um, they, they nearly burned Galileo at the stake for suggesting that the, uh, that the earth uh, revolved around the sun rather than vice versa. Um, everybody knew that the earth was flat. Okay, And, and there are a number of other um, uh, ideas. And uh, at some point, we decided that we were going to use a scientific method of, of doing an experiment, observing the results, and changing our beliefs based on the outcome of the experiment rather than on what we wanted to believe. Now, not all of us do that. And as I have suggested last night, in spite of claiming to be a scientific uh uh, practice, uh, medicine has demonstrated over and over again that, that they would much rather hold on to their old ideas and accept uh, a new uh, uh, evidence that, that um, undermines their pet theory. But, but with that being said, eventually the overwhelming uh, weight of the data uh, eventually changes even the most stubborn among us. Um, so then they talk about um, about the Wright brothers um, and and the fact that that uh, prior to the flight of the Wright brothers, that there were a great number of mathematical experts that proved proved mathematically that that we would never be able to fly. Um, and then they use the uh, example of uh, of of lunar flight. Which in eight, in 1939, um, uh, there were people who who said uh, who said you know uh, there, we'll never be able to do that, and other people have said oh yeah probably will and it may not be so long. Well, f- from 1940 to 1968 when the first lunar landing occurred, you know that's 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 uh, uh, you know uh, you know less than 30 years, and yet. You know who would have thunk it, and and uh, but there's another part here that I really want to read, and that is um, 
Is not our age characterized by the ease with which we discard old ideas for new, by the complete readiness with which we throw away the theory or gadget which does not work for something new which does? We had to ask ourselves why we shouldn't apply our, to our human problems this same readiness to change our point of view. We were having trouble with personal relationships. We couldn't control our emotional natures. We were prey to misery and depression. We couldn't make a living. We had a feeling of uselessness. We were full of fear. We were unhappy. We couldn't seem to be of real help to other people. Was not a basic solution to these bedevilments more important than uh, uh, whether we should see newsreels of lunar flight? These bedevilments, is there anybody who doesn't uh, relate to uh, trouble with personal relationships, misery, depression, fear, uh, unhappy, feeling of uselessness? Okay. Um, Finally write about me often in this text. And here, here, I just want to offer this. I, I know where this is in the book because this is a very simple... Uh, quick checklist uh, for how I'm doing on any given day. Okay, I can use this for for the point for the point of per, personal inventory. And uh, and and when I started this journey, I I could check off everything except making a living. And um, and when my sponsor said I said I'm not talking about earning a paycheck. Uh, are you actually building a life worth living? <laughs> now I have a, per- a perfect score. Okay, so so the point is that uh, that we saw others solve their their problem by simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe. We had to stop doubting the power of God. Our ideas did not work, but the God idea uh, did. How many people's ideas about how to live your life are working for you? Okay. No. Probably not going to be spending Saturday uh, with a redneck from Nashville um, if 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 there if it wasn't you know painfully necessary. <laughs> so uh, so so uh, um, they they uh, uh, they go they go on to uh, to to make the point that uh, uh, while logic is great stuff that. Um, that that um, we agnostically inclined, I'm over on 53, would not feel satisfied with a proposal that does not lend itself to a reasonable approach and interpretation. Hence, we are great pains to tell why we think our present faith is reasonable, why we think it more sane and logical to believe than not to believe, why we say our former thinking was soft and mushy when we threw up our hands in doubt and said, we don't know. Um, so we're living life one way and, and we have the bedevilments. We see people living on a spiritual basis and their lives seem to be rich and full. And why are we, what type of thinking would allow us to, to reject what seems to be working in favor of what truly has not worked worth a darn for us. And and they use the kind terms of soft and mushy. <laughs> but when we became sexaholics crushed by a self-imposed crisis, 
We could not postpone or evade. We had to fearlessly face the proposition that either God is everything or else he is nothing. God either is or he isn't. What was our choice to be? And we're stuck here. We're coming to a choice. Okay? Now we're at the point where we have to come to the question of faith. Because reason will take us only so far. (coughs) You may observe in certain spiritual people, whether they're in recovery or not, that something's working in their life. The question is, can you have this way of life for yourself? And and there, on page 54, there's this nice thing about walking across the, the bridge and, and, um, and, and um, the idea that we have that we have had faith in money, persons and so forth. Um, but but and and even though that is a form of misplaced faith, um, we've we've had it and we pretend that it's not faith. Okay, we. Oh no, let me change that. I had faith that I could solve my problems. I had faith that 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 human beings were the solution for human problems. I had faith in this. Now, I had an incredible amount of, of, of empiric evidence that that was not true in my own personal life. But I had faith and was willing to hold on to this in spite of evidence to the contrary. Okay? Um, it, and then it go, goes on to, to say, uh, imagine life without faith were nothing left but pure reason it wouldn't be life. Okay, could we still say that the whole universe with nothing but a mass of electrons created out of nothing, meaning nothing, whirling on to a destiny of nothingness? Again, if that were true, nothing matters. That is that is a completely nihilistic view. Um, uh, and, and then it goes on uh, uh, to say that, that reason isn't everything. And, and frequently, if you're starting with erroneous beliefs, reason is not dependable. And he uses the example of top 55. What about people who prove that man could never fly? All right. Um, again, the guy that they wanted to burn at the state, Galileo, um, back around the time of Aristotle, and I don't remember wh- which one of the, the triumvirate, uh, Plato, Aristotle, Socrates, anyway, one of them came up with a reasonable hypothesis that if you have two stones, one weighs greater than the other, that it is clear that the, the earth has a greater affinity for the heavier stone than the lighter. Makes sense, doesn't it? That seem reasonable? Okay. And therefore, since the earth has a greater affinity for the heavier stone than the lighter, if you drop the two of them, the earth will draw the heavier stone to itself more quickly than it does the lighter. This all makes sense. And everybody accepted that it was true. 
except for this little Galileo twerp who uh, who who took who took two, as it turns out, two cannonballs of different uh, different weights up on on the the tower of Pisa, which wasn't leaning as much then as it is now, <laughs> but he still dropped it off. Had somebody standing at the bottom, and they noted that these two things hit the earth at the same time. So here is this, uh, and whoever I don't know which one of the three. I mean, anybody want to argue with me that Plato, Socrates, or, or uh, Aristotle that that any one of those were morons? These were bright men. They thought carefully, and their logical process was 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 very good. They just started with one, they were just mistaken about one small part, okay? And it was the nature of gravity. They thought of it as an affinity rather than a, 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 a physical force. So they came up with an erroneous conclusion. The people who, who, who proved the Wright brothers couldn't fly made certain assumptions that were, that were erroneous, if those assumptions had been correct, the Wright brothers would have never gotten off the ground. So the logic wasn't the problem. The problem was the assumption. So what assumptions are we holding on to that are going to kill us? And we have been seeing another kind of flight in the rooms of, of SA. Come down to Nashville in July and, and watch it. Okay. We've been seeing a spiritual liberation from this world, people who rose above their problems. These people said that God made these things possible, and we only smiled. We had been seeing spiritual release, but like to tell ourselves it wasn't true. Don't confuse me with the evidence right in front of my face. I've made up my mind. (laughs) Actually, we were fooling ourselves. Here's the answer. Ten pages later. For deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea. It may be obscured by calamity, pomp, by worship of other things, but in some form or another it is there. For a faith in a power greater than ourselves and miraculous demonstrations of that power in human lives are facts as old as man himself. We finally saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup just as much as the feeling we have for a friend. So now we know where we're going to find God, deep within ourselves. How are we going to find this power? Sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was a great fact he was as much a fact as we were. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he can be found. We can only clear the ground a little bit if our testimony helps you sweep away prejudice, enables you to think honestly, encourages you to search diligently within yourself. Then you may, if you, then if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. With this attitude, you cannot fail. The consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. So here is the point. They told us where to find the power, and they told us how to find the power. The power is within us, and the way we're going to find it is to search diligently. 
well, how are we going to search diligently within ourselves in order to find the power? We're going to give you clear-cut directions on how to do that. That's what Bill said in the previous chapter. Okay. Now, in how it works, he says suggestions. But earlier he says directions. What's the difference? We're in a plane. It's time to go skydiving. I suggest that you put on a parachute. Okay? Most of us, most of us are going to ask the instructor for clear-cut directions on how to put it on, how to secure it, so that it doesn't come loose when we pull the ripcord. Okay? But it's only a matter of whether or not you want to live on a spiritual basis or die a bitter sexaholic death. It's always a choice. Sometimes the options are just, you know, it's, it, you know, and I don't like that, the dilemma. Well, isn't there a third choice? <laughs> no. There's a few thousand dead, you know, dead people, dead alcoholics, dead sexaholics who, who were looking for that third choice. But you'd think that if anybody ever found the third choice, they'd come back and let us know, if nothing else, just so they could say, I told you so. (laughs) You know? With this attitude, you cannot fail. Then they have this this story of a a fellow who has one of those, um, those, those sudden spiritual experiences. Um... And, and and I'm going to jump over to 57, okay? Um, what, are the, uh, what, what are the elements of a miracle of healing? And they're simple. Circumstances made us willing to believe, okay? We humbly offer ourselves to, in this case they say his maker, but, but to, to whatever spiritual conception we're willing to accept. And then this power restores us to our right minds. This story, the revelation was sudden, some more slowly, but he has come to all who have honestly sought him. Rarely have we seen a person fail. Okay? When we draw near to him, he discloses himself to us. That's the experience of a few million alcoholics today and, and at least a couple of thousand sexaholics. That, that just because you think that your perversion is uniquely disgusting and abominable to this higher power so that you are the one who has somehow managed to get beyond the, the, the limits of mercy and forgiveness. We're here to tell you that's nothing more than a delusion. This is something your mind, it's a lie, your mind is made up, that your ego has made up that is no more basis in truth than the idea that that that, that the heavier stone, it had, that the earth has a greater affinity 
for the heavier stone than the lighter one and therefore will draw the heavier stone to itself more quickly. See, you want to tell yourself that there's something about 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 me as a sexual predator that was less objectionable to, to the higher power that restored me to sanity than whatever it is you did. Somehow, what you did, you're, and, and this is the lie you're going to tell yourself because it's simply not true. And as long as you hold on to this delusion, a delusion, by definition, is a false belief that is resistant to all evidence to the contrary. People who have delusions and hold on to them, we call psychotic. Neurotics are just nervous people. Psychotics create false beliefs and they, by God, live in them. And the longer you want to hold on to this, then you, as long as you hold on to that idea, you get to keep the life that you've had thus far. And just as soon as you're willing to say, I've had enough, step zero, this has got to stop. I'm powerless. I can't do this on my own. Now the question is, do you believe or are you willing to believe that there is a power greater than yourself, that can and will do for you what this same power has already done for millions of, of, of really low-bottom, disgusting alcoholics. Read Bell's story. He was stealing money from his wife's purse. She was working in a department store for 12 hours a day at minimum wage. She was coming home exhausted. And he was stealing money from, from her purse so that he could drink. This is a real fine paragon of human virtue, right? And this higher power, whoever he is, said that may be okay, but you are going to start one of the greatest social movements of, of the 20th century, and, and, and as a result of what I'm going to do with you and through you, millions of people are going to recover. And just because you've done some disgusting things... You are not disgusting to me. And then he went and found a co-founder. Now this is a surgeon you want to have have working on you because the day that he goes in to do the surgery they describe in the book, he drinks a bottle of beer to make his hand stop shaking enough so he can go do the surgery. Who wants that guy operating on you the next time you go to the hospital? If the licensing board knew about that guy today, he would not only lose his license, he'd probably never get it back. But whatever this power is, work through this bum of a doctor so that that during the rest of his life, he sponsors over 5,000 alcoholics, 50 to 75% of whom recover. They go out and work with others. One of those guys that this doctor works with ends up sponsoring the man who sponsors the man who sponsors the man somewhere in a number of generations sponsors the man who sponsored my sponsor. And here I am today because one day a man who drank away a multi-million dollar 
insurance company left one woman with a child that he he didn't see for 50 years, left another wife with three daughters, just really stellar human being, okay? But one day, as a result of what this power did for Rick, he sits next down next to me because he's feeling particularly good that day, and I look like I'm not. Now, what makes you so special that you're not going to, you, that somehow you're excluded from this? Okay? There, it's, it, it's not the truth. Now, this is the point at which we're going to be uh, starting uh, step two. And um, again, this all appears in the, uh, the uh, step into action book so that the people who are listening on the tape and can't see the drawing, uh, all they have to do is, is look, at, look at the exercise in the book. Now, what I, what I suggest that people do is, is I'm going to borrow this for just a moment, is get a, 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 a spiral notebook so that you can open up two pages. Thank you, Kevin. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And, uh, see, he does a nice thing for me, and that's how I repay him. Uh, <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. Okay, so on this side, this is what's here. Down one side, you make a list of the, the persons who have been a power greater than yourself when you were a child. For most of us, that's going to be mom and dad. Some of us had older siblings. I'm the oldest, so I didn't have an older sibling, but I had grandparents that were a part of my life. So so those are the power people who are power greater than yourself. And on the rest of this page, you write down what happened and what I learned about a higher power based on my interaction with that person. I'm going to give a couple of examples here in a minute and we'll go on. I'm talking about the mechanics. Then on the other page, the facing page, you draw a line right down the middle of it. And on the on the left hand uh, part of, of the of that line, you can make that number three is the truth that I see in in the rooms of essay. I don't need that back, so I, you can put anything back because I won't throw it out again. The truth I see in the rooms of essay, what I choose to believe. Okay, because because I'm going to tell you that the truth that you see in the rooms of SA is that there is some power that likes to see disgusting, perverted individuals pulled from the depths of their addiction and given a rich, full life. Now, that's what you're seeing, whether you want to accept it or not. Okay? But, but what we're going to do is we're going to look at how this truth compares to what you learned. Let me give you some, and, and, and we're going to leave column four blank for now, and we'll talk about how, what goes in there later. But we're actually going to take a break for lunch and to do some second step uh, work, and when we come back, we're going to talk about this. But here, let me give you an example of a, of, a, uh, of, of a person greater than myself, and that would be my, my alcoholic, rageaholic mother, who... Uh, would get would would get upset, restless, irritable, discontented, and would 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 beat the children 
uh, because she felt bad. Now, there was, she, there was always an excuse for us getting beaten, but what we did or didn't do, we had no control over getting beaten that day, okay? So what I learned from that interaction is that higher power is angry, unpredictable, violent, and dangerous, okay? Next, next person. Now, 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 what you can do is, uh, in, in as you go through this, that you can each person you may have more than one experiences that that cause certain beliefs. Do you notice how few words it took me to describe what happened and what I learned? This again, we do not need. A, a short story or essay on why poor pitiful Bill ended up with such a miserable life. Okay, what we need to get to is what happened and what are the old ideas. This is what we're looking for, because some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil, nil. nil until we let go. Absolutely. If 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 this is if this is what you believe about higher power. How are you going to take a third step? In other words, if higher power is 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 violent, dangerous, and unpredictable, oh yeah, please come on and uh, yeah, I want more of that in my life. <laughs> well, but what's the truth? What do I see? What do I see in SA? Okay, that whatever whatever the higher power is in SA is 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 merciful, forgiving. God knows patient. Okay? So I start so so that's just what I that's what I that's what I see. That's okay. This is this is a story I heard a woman uh, telling in terms of her early second and third step experience. That um, that that she had she had a really not very pleasant higher power. And once her sponsor named Jane started working with her, and 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 uh, and so one day she was she was uh, uh, she was having a, uh, a a day where she realized she was going to have to pray, and she said, uh, and and she didn't like she didn't like any of, of this, but it was kind of like do it or die, and she said, God, no, not you. I'm talking about the one that. That, that Jane has. <laughs> That's the one, yes. Jane's higher power. I want, and basically, and that was her, that was where she started. So for, for the first however long she was praying, so her higher power was, was Jane's God. That was the name of her higher power, Jane's God. Okay. And then one day she realized that there was, that, that Jane wasn't between her and this higher power. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 so. Uh, I, I, another guy I heard telling this story. He went for a long time. His his higher power, his God, was a group of drunks. A A G O D. That was it. He could he could accept the power and the guidance of this group of drunks because because the one that his parents impressed him with as a child was not going to be working for him. Okay, and here he is. One day, he he suddenly has this awareness that 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 what has just happened 
for Him, to Him, that has set Him free from, from, from some, some terrible fear and, and problems He's been carrying for the first couple of years of His sobriety. And He realized and He says, this is it. This is the God they were talking about in AA. This is the, this is the, the, the power that they've been trying to tell me about. This is the one that I'm going to, to, to have to, to, to turn my life and my will, uh, care well over to his care. And that was his. Now, so, so again, this is what we're looking for. So we're going to look for the old ideas. We're going to look for what does the evidence we see. We're just going to make that list. Now, uh, first of all, at some point, I think that a thorough and searching review of these old ideas will be very helpful. What I'm going to encourage that we do for the purpose of the exercise is that we look at one or maybe two of the most powerful, influential people in your life. And for some of us, that may be uh, parents. Um, if we uh, if 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 we were raised by grandparents or or someone else, it may be those people. But whoever it was, um, that just we're going to start with just a couple. Okay. Now my experience as I was doing this, because I I was I was scared that I was going to die. I was walked through this this exercise before it was written out this way by a uh, by a, uh, a Jesuit priest who was the chaplain at the at the hospital where I was staying, and uh, and what what came to me very clearly was that. From around age five or six, because I started with start, I knew where, where where it was happening. I started putting down teachers, and what I realized is I was got by the time I got to my second grade teacher, was that regardless of what the other what these teachers were really like, I had created a drama in which no matter what they said or did, I had cast them in a role in my own little drama of life where where the fixed ideas of what I'd already learned I was going to project on them okay and and so I was done I was done I was done by 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 5 years old uh I was uh, my beliefs were fixed okay and the, and the sad part is that when I realized is that, that over the ensuing decades, there were a number of really uh, uh, tremendous opportunities for, for loving spiritual people who tried to share this information with me, but I'd already made up my mind. Um, then, uh, in working with some others, what I, I, I came across was that, that people who were... Uh, 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 sexually molested at the age of of twelve, fourteen, sixteen, whatever, that that by by a power, by an authority figure, they had an experience that was different from mine, and I said, hell yes, that person needs to be on that list. Okay, so yeah, that makes perfect sense. I'm so so, but what I'm suggesting that we do is first of all. 
This is a this is a powerful tool that can help me identify my old ideas about the nature of a higher power. Each individual will, will bring his or her own life experience to this and 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 I, I encourage thoroughness in, 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 as you as you as you move through your recovery, however, for the purpose of what we're trying to accomplish today, I really believe that if you'll just pick one or maybe two of the the most influential uh, individuals in your life, in your early life, primarily, that you'll be able to get at the essence of what we're trying to do. And I see a question, Joe. I don't have a problem with positive examples at all. Uh, however, what I'm what I'm really uh, most interested in doing right right now is identifying what old ideas might be blocking us from moving forward with the remainder of the steps. So, so this does not have to be an entirely negative exercise. Um, for the purpose of today, though, I want to identify the stumbling blocks and as as you work further with your your sponsor you can identify the stepping stones so uh, i would like to thank you for listening to this episode of the daily reprieve the best source for experience strength and hope for sa members please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.